0: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Imperial Wrestling Podcast, the most intelligent wrestling podcast, period. I am your host, Kevin. Remember, fan, you can email the show at the Imperial Wrestling Podcast at gmail.com. Please find us on the web at www.imperialwrestlingpod.com. And of course, You can find us on Twitter. Please email the show and remember, allow yourselves the opportunity to have your voices heard. Your thoughts, your ideas, and your opinions matter here on the Imperial Wrestling Podcast. Tonight's show is why, just tell me why, in the world, does the AEW want to continually promote the WWE? Why? Now think about a couple things here and just a logical perspective. Remove the emotional connotation out. Just take that out, keep it in a logical perspective and think about the very beginning and the launch and the preparation and then the big moment right here, in Chicago, the very first show that AEW does. Think about it, all of you pure wrestling fans and you true diehard fans from the core and the pit of your stomach, you know deep down inside, as well as I do, the AEW launch essentially based on top of the line talent, that had not necessarily entirely been part of the WWE. And you go, you know, you know, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, The Young Bucks, Private Party, Best Friend. Look, there are some guys that have overlapping history with the WWE. Okay, that's inevitable. And we're going to get to that join this show I promise you that but the logical perspective removing the emotional take is I want you to look at what the AEW has become not what its intentions were where it is now that's what we have to gauge you can't gauge on anything based on what you want or what you think or where you want to be or where you're going you have to base it on the now The fact of the matter is, where are you right now? Where is the AEW right now in this moment? While there is a lot of overlap, sure, in history with guys such as Cody Rose. But keep in mind, Cody Rose, he himself reinvented himself through other promotions upon leaving the WWE. This was not a direct transaction. Think about that. He didn't just... Have enough of the WWE or part ways in some form or fashion or some manner from the WWE. Vince McMahon didn't give him the karate chop. Cody went out into the world, made a name for himself, became a superstar in other promotions and reinvented him. In that renovation, in that rebuild, think about that. Sometimes when you're working for a company and it's just not working and you have to leave and part ways with that organization, but for whatever reason, even in the same industry, nothing really changes except the environment. For some reason, at some point, you have to stop, survey yourself, Realize that the grass isn't always greener and be the best edition of you. And when you do that, you go to another place and what happens? You excel. You succeed. And you become the best at your craft. That's what Cody Rose did. It was not a direct transaction. He left the WWE, made a name for himself for many years, and then comes together with the creation of the AEW. I like John Moxley. Don't get me wrong. The reality is he's a WWE guy. And he's also the heavyweight champion. The face of your organization. Think about that. A company that's trying to be unique and different. And a direct competitor of the WWE. The world champion is a WWE guy. And doesn't that sound sort of strange? The WWE's not rushing to get AWE guys to make them their champion. The WWE, got it, it, what they're doing with their guys is they're cultivating people. They're creating superstars. They're making you want their guys. And AEW is not doing that. They're not making organizations want their guy. They're using WWE people to make their brand which should not be that way. Chris Jericho, I love the guy. He's a wrestling icon. He will go down in the history books as being one of the best. He's a WWE guy. FTR, great tag team. I love watching them. They're also the champions, the tag team champions Of the AEW guess what they are WWE guys don't you see the synonymous here don't you see what's happening the reality is we're not cultivating our own people we're using guys from other promotion and making them champions of this promotion that's not the premise of the AEW the AEW in order to remain its very own unique brand they must promote their own people and cultivate, grow, utilize, nourish, develop their own unique talent. This is their opportunity on a major platform to make new superstar and become their own unique success by not inadvertently, perhaps unintentionally, promoting other brands' rejects or failures. I'm not saying Moxley was a reject or failure, but he's not with the WWE. If they really wanted him, as the million dollar man once said, everybody has a price, they would have him. Okay? They let him go, they released him. Just like in football, people go, man, why are they letting that player go? For whatever reason, the value for that player diminished. He was released. And when that happens, they get picked up with another team. Maybe there's a resurgent. Maybe there's not. But the AEW, they have somebody. They have Kenny Omega. Make him your champion. Make him your face. Make him the identity. You have a Brian Page. You know, you take a guy like Brian, Um, excuse me, Brian Cage. You take a guy like Brian Cage, use them. Brian has not been in the WWE yet. Here you got, you got a pure superstar, phenomenal physique, great talent. Make him your own unique identity for the brand. You know, you can look at guys, even like the best friend. You take Shucky, who's had a history with the NXT even Kenny Omega in his very early history with the WWE. You have to keep in mind they are not direct transplants. They grew, they became molded with their own unique identities and they evolved. Their talent was went through its own evolutional process that was created outside the WWE. That's the difference. You take a guy like Brian Cage, who has not wrestled in the WWE. This is your opportunity to make him a superstar. This is your way of having your own unique roster of talent. Not a revolving door of previously used talent. You see, the AEW has this really cool opportunity. It's much like this generation is yearning, this fandom, the fans of this era... They want something that's unique and truly their own. They want to have this thing. This generation literally wants to create its own experience, its own style, and its own brand of wrestling. The WWE has been the platform for decades. They absolutely, undoubtedly, own this sport. They literally own the presentation of this product and how it's going to be showcased. The AEW, with this unbelievably powerful financial resources, they have to truly separate themselves, not blend themselves as a secondary option, not use their money foolishly by recycling old talent. The goal needs to be, they want to be the first and best option, the award-winning choice, and the key desired brand of wrestling. They have to do that. They have the financial abilities to do that. They have the TV marketing to do that. They need to promote their own guys. Well, how? How how are they going to go about this? You know, everyone identifies problems, but they don't offer solutions. That's the difference with the most intelligent wrestling podcast. We offer solutions, and we want our great sport to become greater, How do you do that? Well, most successful companies and organizations have what's called a mission statement, business 101. What is the AEW's mission statement? What is it? I honestly don't know what it is, but let's ask ourselves, if I'm Tony Khan, what is my wrestling organization's mission statement? I am absolutely, totally confident 100% certain of this I don't believe Tony Khan's mission statement says I wish to reuse WWE talent I don't think that was the narrative of making and forming the brand of all elite wrestling I could and would and I would like the honor to be his consultant I work for a reasonable price by the way Tony But I would suggest to him, and his great success, Tony is a very successful man. Don't take this as a negative, that he's not doing things right. He's done many, many more things right than me to be the wealthy man that he is. What I'm saying is I know wrestling, and I know what other fans like me and like-minded guys are thinking. If I could talk to Tony for 10 seconds, I would tell him, Hey, Tony, in your mission statement, say to the world, that all elite wrestling is showcasing talent that has not been seen before. The AEW has gone out there to the depths of the earth. Japan, Mexico, Canada, you name it. And they've recruited the best talent around the globe. And they can be seen right here in North American sh- in soil. By watching the AEW. Thanks to the AEW, they can show the world talent that has not been seen before. You know, I have no problem with uh, Ruse or now he's Miro. I, I don't have a problem with them. But to promote him at the level they are, why? This is a WWE guy. Seems like all the guys that get a super awesome opportunity, their prerequisite to be in the AEW is so they have to wrestle for the WWE. And all that really does is promote... The WWE it's brand B brand a brand a is the actual WWE brand B will be the AEW cut it out I don't want to watch more WWE I want to watch AEW and its own unique brand we got to get there we have to do it why have two promotions if they're the same thing why have two choices when there's one choice Not making any sense. You have to differentiate, define, grow, elevate, and inspire, be creative, and make something that's yours. They have to do this. That's the only way they're going to rise above. You've got to make an absolute total style difference. You know, watching more sneak attacks and outside ring interference and pathetic storyline, that's just more of the same of what we already see on the other leagues the aw must restore some sort of order and have a synonymous fashion of way of operating that's unique to the world and has its own system they used to show these really cool replays that show how effective wrestling moves were they used to show like a win-loss system that would be really cool for a sports platform that's not used by the WWE, they used to have meaningful matches where guys were both contenders and whoever won this match would get the title opportunity. They got away from that. They needed to come back to well-sought-out wrestling and truly give the fans exciting stuff. The stuff with the Young Bucks in every single match. I don't care what match it is. There's some kind of interference afterward where 20 guys run down there and beat each other up. I don't want to see more WWE stuff. You have to do something that's unique to your brand. You've got to reduce the talking points. Like during the shows, the interviews have to be kept to a minimum. Why do I say this? For example, one of my classes in college was a communication course. And what was really important about this particular class is we had to give speeches. And some of the speeches only required to be two minutes long. Have you ever sat down and tried to prepare a two-minute speech? You would think two whopping minutes is nothing. But when you're given a speech and you have to organize your information, your chain of thought, and make something interesting and presentable, that two minutes feels like a lifetime. It takes a long time. And you really gotta keep your talking points on point to keep the attention of your audience. So what I'm suggesting here, when you do your interview, don't have these long, out of control, continuous talking point. Trust me. I may actually want to listen to some of these interviews or promo if they were to the point and had some sort of time limit. I record Dynamite now. And I literally fast forward through the interviews because they're so stupid. I don't want to hear it. They're wrestlers, okay, they have to do a promo and they gotta have some acting abilities, but some of them just don't have that. So if you give them a scripted talking point where they stay on point, rehearse it a time or two before the show, make it exciting when they do it, but get right to the point. Trust me, if you do that I might listen to what the wrestlers are saying. I don't want to hear awful rambling that makes me ask myself very often, why in the world do I watch this stuff? And then all of a sudden a great match will happen on Dynamite and I go, oh, thank goodness. That's what I was looking for. That's why I watch it, there's one good match. And lately on Dynamite, the matches have been just subpar. The shows have been terrible. I mean, it's just another extension of the WWE and it really saddens me because I love wearing my AEW shirt and I like really pushing the brand that's being unique to our generation our time and we're going to make wrestling this much better and this much different when all we do is just recycle the same talent and do the same thing we're not giving the world these unbelievable wrestling matches the young bucks their matches have the all kinds of non interference with uh, ftr and i don't want to see that i want to see them wrestle you've got two of the best tag teams on the planet ftr and the young bucks i know they're going to go into a pay-per-view and make it a great show but utilize it. Their tag team guys are unbelievable. The Luca Brothers, things like that, they got an unbelievable talent of tag team wrestling. Private party, like we talked about earlier, you know, Blade and Butcher, they've got an incredible roster of tag team talent. They can do some incredible thing. They have to just give us good matches. There should have been some sort of tag team tournament where we decide who really is going to be. The next contenders for the tag team championship. FTR just gets them. Now there's a Young Buck thing. It's very, not very well uh, produced. And the promos weren't good. We got a chance to put the two best tag teams in the world on one stage. And the road to get there was jagged and awful. Full of detours and uncertainty. That's not good wrestling. They have a chance to do this. But the minds have to come together and develop that. You, know, you got someone like Jim Ross who's got years of experience. I, I don't really understand what he's offering to the AEW right now. And, and I don't say that in a negative way. I love Jim Ross. His commentary skills are Hall of Fame like. He's one of the best ever. But I, I don't understand who is really the mastermind behind the AEW. Are there too many Chiefs and not enough Indians? You know, are there too many cooks and not enough cleanup crew? I mean, something's wrong here. Uh, the focus is so, it seems like so many ideas are dumped into one basket that they're not facilitating a thorough plan. It's like a lot of things get lost in translation. And, and I don't think that was the intention of the AEW. And the wrestling as it continues to spiral di- downward was ironic as they continue to increase WWE talent. That's no longer with the WWE. WWE. I don't think that's ironic and I don't believe that that's coincidental. So how do we get past it? Well, we talked about the style difference. You have to make your brand in the ring different. You have to make your brand outside the ring different. You have to keep your interviews different. You've got to keep your storylines crisp and meaningful. Your matches precise and meaningful. And you've got to utilize the talent and your own unique talent. What Cody Rose was doing really cool is the TNT Championship. And I talk about this often. And I've discussed it many times on our podcast. What Cody was doing is he was bringing up guys from a lot of the independent markets that a lot of the real die-hard wrestling fan knew exactly who he or she was. They know these talents. And they identify with them right away. And what Cody Rose is doing is we see a great match For the TNT Championship each week, that would be like the main thing I'd want to watch. Sometimes I, to be honest, I would fast forward through a lot of stuff and just get to that match because usually there wouldn't be weird uh, drama or some sort of outside ring interference or something like that. But even that lately has got weird stuff around it. And and I I don't want to see a continuation or more of the same in terms of the WWE. I want to see AEW stuff. You know, even the Dark Order thing, when they brought Brody, Brody Lee in to be the guy, the reality is he's a WWE guy. In order to build your own brand, you need to build your company upon your own successes, not the competitors' failures. As a wrestling fan, I want the AEW to succeed. The question really becomes, does the AEW really want to succeed? That's the question. And that's the challenge. And I want to see a unique brand that really has the financial capabilities to put a dent in the competition. That's my show. Those are my thoughts. And those are some of my ideas. You know, while I'm excited that Pac's coming back, you know, he's a WWE guy. You know, I'm excited about so many things. And I really believe that so many awesome things are going to happen in the AEW. I don't know if this is a period of transition, a period of rebuilding. I'm not really sure if this is a, a period of, of loss of focus, but I'm hoping it hones in. And maybe the show can be used as an inspiration, not a, a, a view of negativity, but a, a view of restructuring and recultivating idea and redefining the AEW, and truly differentiating themselves as being a unique, original brand with its own talent. That's my hope. Those are my thoughts. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the most intelligent wrestling podcast, period. Once again, I am your host, Kevin. Good night, everybody.